Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 169. Together, they enter the dim, greenlit elevator, ascend to the fifth floor holding hands. The Ifrit asks if he may use Salim's bathroom. I feel very dirty, he says. Salim nods. He sits on the bed, which fills most of the small white room, and listens to the sound of the shower running. Salim takes off his shoes, his socks, and then the rest of his clothes. The taxi driver comes out of the shower, wet, with a towel wrapped around his midsection. He is not wearing his sunglasses, and in the dim room his eyes burn with scarlet flames. Salim blinks back tears. I wish you could see what I see, he says. I do not grant wishes, whispers the Ifrit, dropping his towel and pushing Salim gently but irresistibly down onto the bed. It is an hour or more before the Ifrit comes, thrusting and grinding into Salim's mouth. Salim has already come twice in this time. The gin semen tastes strange, fiery, and it burns Salim's throat. Salim goes to the bathroom, washes out his mouth. When he returns to the bedroom, the taxi driver is already asleep in the white bed, snoring peacefully. Salim climbs into the bed beside him, cuddles close to the ifrit, imagining the desert on his skin. As he starts to fall asleep, he realizes that he has still not written his facts to Foud, and he feels guilty. Deep inside, he feels empty and alone. He reaches out, rests his hand on the Ifrit's tumescent cock, and comforted, he sleeps. They wake in the small hours, moving against each other, and they make love again. At one point, Salim realizes that he is crying, and the Ifrit is kissing away his tears with burning lips. What is your name? Salim asks the taxi driver. There is a name on my driving permit, but it is not mine, the Ifrit says. Afterwards, Salim could not remember where the sex had stopped and the dreams began. When Salim wakes, the cold sun creeping into the white room, he is alone. Also, he discovers his sample case is gone, all the bottles and rings and souvenir copper flashlights all gone, along with his suitcase, his wallet, his passport, and his air tickets back to Oman. He finds a pair of jeans, the t-shirt, and the dust-colored woolen, and that's our page. I know we're being serious in this scene, but I feel like this would have been the perfect time to coin the term ginges. Missed opportunities, Neil. Anyhow, this scene is one of those that the show pretty widely expands upon. It's a single page here, but in the show it goes on for a good, well, it felt like it went on for a while. It's really well done. There's a lot of, there's a lot of sex and nudity in the series, and it didn't ever feel gross or exploitative. And I think a lot of those sensibilities from Brian Fuller and Michael Green are what I'm really going to be missing when the second season hits in another month or two. I'm also fairly certain that when I read the book, this was the first example of homosexual sexuality I had read. Well, I'm trying to think, though. No, it was definitely the most explicit, especially compared to something like Hubert Selby, which was, well, it was written in the 50s where you could not be that explicit. has been a while, though. Anyhow, the page has a word with some absolutely great mouthfeel, tumescent, which comes from the Latin tumere, meaning to swell. It came into... Ah, <laughs> oh, God, I made myself an LOL note there. It comes to English in the mid-19th century. The English definition is swollen or becoming swollen, especially in a response to sexual arousal. And I know that word, but I just had to Google it. Joyfully, the preview image for the Wikipedia article about tumescence is a link to an image on a site called udict.com, D-I-C-T. Don't go there. It seems like it's probably full of spyware. But um, it's four men, rowers, standing around in very tight shorts with very, very visible penis outlines. If you 
Google rowers and well, anyway, there's about nine other pictures on the site. The best one is a straight couple kissing, and the man sort of looks like he's dressed up like Shazam, and the woman looks like Genie from My Dream of Genie, and the man is tumescent for sure. The image of the four men rowers also comes up as Olympic boner when put through a reverse image search. So well done, everybody. We've done it. We've we've achieved peak society, and it's only 2019. They said it wouldn't be done, but we did it. Salim asks the jinn his name and does not get a straight answer out of him. There's another mention of dreams on the page as well. Salim could not remember where the sex had stopped and the dreams began, but I don't think I have anything to say about it in this case. I'm kidding, of course, that's a lie. In Sandman issue 15, part of the doll's house arc, Rose Walker dreams and meets Morpheus and tells him that dreams about flying are really dreams about sex. Morpheus responds, then what does it mean when you dream about having sex? And I'll just leave that question unanswered. No, I won't. I think they're about having sex. Anyway, deviations, deviations. This is a mess of an episode, and it's not even going to be that long. Selim wakes up to find that the djinn is gone and has taken all of Selim's things, including his passport, his plane tickets, his suitcase, sample case, everything else. My guess is that maybe things are different for the djinn, of which there are many. Wednesday, there's one Wednesday. Like, if he goes to Iceland or Norway or wherever else he may have a counterpart, there's already going to be an Odin there, or some version of Odin. And perhaps one is all that a particular country can handle. It's one of those things I guess I'm going to be considering now, because the djinn definitely makes a break for it. And I'll tell you now, too, he doesn't show up again in the novel, or at least not in my memory. Not enough to have made enough of an impact that I remember it, at least. The TV series, however, is going to have him show back up. And so I'm curious to see if we'll get an explanation for why he ran. Well, more of an explanation for why he ran, where he ran to, and how successful it was. I tend to assume that it was not successful, but I would love to be surprised. What Salim does find on the floor is the Jin's clothing. What does he do next? Well, he puts that on, because otherwise he's going to be naked. Get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetail at gmail.com and on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash worldbeyondpodcast. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page, and remember, only the gods are real.